Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome, welcome. I'm Dr. Gina, and this is Prime Time. Just when you thought the president's list of accomplishments couldn't get any longer, he just added another one, although the media doesn't want to give him credit. Surprise, surprise. Today, Vice President Pence received the COVID vaccine, and that vaccine was delivered in record time. No one thought it could be done except for one man, the president of the United States, Donald Trump. Here's what the vice president said today about this historic achievement. From early on, President Trump gave the White House Coronavirus Task Force one mission, and that was to save lives. And in the midst of uh, one of the most challenging years in the life of this nation, I truly do believe that despite the heartbreak and hardship that we have endured as a nation, that we've done just that. The crew over at Newsbusters has been keeping track of what the mainstream media said about the president's promise to deliver a COVID vaccine by the end of the year. Here's a little flashback of what the media said. And on a vaccine? We'd love to see if we could do it prior to the end of the year. But many scientists, including the president's ousted former top vaccine official, say that is overly optimistic. That's an ambitious timeline, and many health experts aren't so sure it's achievable. So many experts and doctors today immediately cast doubt on that. Experts say it, he'd be in need a miracle to be right. It would take, you know, over a There are literally dozens of examples, and we're going to show you some more of them coming up a little later on in the show, so you're going to want to stay with us. And speaking of the fake news media, they spent about the first 24 hours or so after the election calling for unity. Then they began calling for punishment of their political enemies. Watch this. Yeah, you are being targeted, but not because you're victims, because you're victimizing the rest of us. And I don't think that they should be forgotten, and I don't think that we should look the other way. I think we need to remember. People must remember and hold you to account. I do think that people need to be held accountable. How much are we going to just let happen? Thanks to the Media Research Center for keeping track of all of what the mainstream media says so that we don't have to watch them because that would be miserable. And we have a lot more disgusting examples where that came from, and we're going to show them to you for your entertainment a little later on in the show. But first, let's go around America to our hosts and correspondents. We're going to start in Denver with our own Jessica Rivera. Jessica, what do you have for us today? Well, Dr. Gina, earlier I spoke with former Texas representative, attorney, and constitutional expert Rick Green about the ways President Trump can still be reelected. Take a lesson. Well, there's still several. I mean, the most important one is that the legislatures could do their job, that the Constitution gives them the power to do. Uh, there's no question about that. Everybody understands that. The Supreme Court has said three times that the uh, legislatures can take back their power to name the electors, quote, at any time, all the way. Uh, they did that this summer in a case. They did it in 2020 in the Bush v. v. Gore case, and they did it nearly 100 years ago in the McPherson case. So this is uh, a well-known power of the Supreme Court, I mean, of the state legislators. Too often, state legislators are not willing to use 
the power that they've been given under the Constitution. Uh, and I would argue that they do not even have to allow the governor to call them into session. This is a direct constitutional power. This isn't like the Article uh, Article One uh, power, or I'm sorry, um, Article One, Section Four power to set the time, place, and manner of elections, where you'd have election committees and debate all of that. Uh, that has been violated by governors all over the country. This is a direct power to choose how electors are going to be chosen. Second way, real quick, is the Supreme Court can still intervene in this. There's still a lot of cases headed that way. Unfortunately, the courts have failed us miserably in 2020. They've refused to stop the COVID fascism of the governors, and they've also now refused to stop the uh, di dictatorships of sect secretaries of state and governors that have rewritten our election law without the legislature involved. But the one I think is most likely at this point is on January 6th. That's the big day. That's when the electoral ballots are actually opened right there in Congress with the House and Senate both sitting there. And it'll be Mike Pence opening those ballots. He's the president of the Senate. Uh, it'll be the new House and the new, new Senate. So this is after January 3rd, which is when they are sworn in. So January 6th with the new House and the new Senate. Very, very slim majority over on the House side. Very, very slim majority over on the Senate side. And as they open those ballots, if one senator and one House member object, then they have to debate the legitimacy of those electors. And Dr. Gina, if after debating, they still do not come to an official winner with 270 votes, that is when the 12th Amendment kicks in. The House votes for the president, the Senate votes for the vice president. So President Trump constitutionally still has three ways left to be reelected. That is just really interesting because, Jessica, I'm not completely sure about this, but I believe we are. Someone asked me, actually, before the show started tonight, are we the only network that has not begun calling Joe Biden president-elect? And I believe, to my knowledge, we are. Now, I'm not going to say that I've done a thorough job of watching every single network, but I believe, to my knowledge, we are. And so, um, and we won't be doing that until those... Um, those situations have been exhausted because, uh, you know, we don't we don't make the news. We just report it. Uh, and so, Jessica, we really appreciate you looking into this and telling us that there are still three options there. And that's, frankly, a lot of ways that this could go. So we really do appreciate you reporting that. All right. Thank you, Dr. Gina. Have a great weekend. You too. Now over to Washington, D.C., where our own Carrie Sheffield from Just the News is standing by. Hey there, Dr. Gina. Yes, I want to point out an important statement that we had from the Surgeon General. He said that he's worried that Americans are too focused on COVID and they're distracted from fighting other ailments. He says that he's concerned that because there's such a focus on the pandemic, that many people are forgetting. People are dying from uncontrolled blood pressure. They're dying from maternal mortality, other issues. Newsweek pointed out that millions Millions of people are not getting screened. Millions of women are not getting screened for breast cancer. We had a physician on my program this morning, Dr. Nan Hayworth, who said, yes, this is a big problem. And she said that this is coming even in spite of the fact, as I pointed out on Twitter, that the White House has noted that there's been a sharp drop in the COVID-19 related deaths among the elderly, the middle aged, as the treatment improves. So the hospital re hospitalization rate has been going down. And thankfully, the mortality rate has been going down for COVID-19. COVID-19. So all these things are going in the right direction. We also have a vaccine. However, some folks are still afraid to go to the hospital or they're afraid to go to see their health care provider because they're afraid they're going to catch the coronavirus. And so doctor after doctor has told me they are worried and they say that they hope that people will not be afraid to get the preventative care they need because of coronavirus. 
The other issue about hospital capacities. So early on in the pandemic, there were concerns that we didn't have enough hospital bed space or enough uh, treatment for people who had COVID. Well, because we know so much more about the disease, those issues and those fears have been going down. And again, we now have this vaccine. Vice President Pence got the vaccine this morning. We are, of course, tracking all of this. Now back to you, Dr. Gina. Hmm. You know, um, full disclosure, I might be a little biased as a president of programming of this network, but once again, Carrie, this is something that I have not heard reported on any other network, this bit about what the Surgeon General said that you just reported now. Thank you so much for that, Carrie. Now over to Georgia, where we go to John Fredericks. He has a report on the latest headlines from the Senate runoff there. John, a disappointing headline from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution uh, says judges dismissed two GOP lawsuits challenging Georgia's absentee ballot rules. And one correction, John, I believe you're actually in Virginia tonight, but you've been in Georgia for the last six weeks. John, what does that mean for the GOP there? Well, first of all, Dr. Gina, thank you. And second of all, just to set the record straight, Real America Voice is the only network, the only national network that has not conceded that uh, Joe Biden is president. So just for the record, uh, you're basically the last person standing here in America, and I thank you and your network for the courage in doing that and seeing this through. It feels so good, thank John. You. It feels good. <laughs> thank well, you're you. doing the right thing, and it takes it takes a lot of courage. Uh, but I'll tell you this: um, the friends, uh, the court is no friend of the voter right now. The, uh, as you know, the Supreme Court kicked Texas uh, kicked Texas out. Now another um, two judges in Georgia uh, basically will not acknowledge the fact that the consent decree that was signed by Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and Stacey Abrams and the Democratic Party of Virginia is fraudulent. They kicked that out, citing lack of evidence today in Cobb County. A board of elections and their judges rejected challenges to eligibility of tens of thousands of voters going into the runoff. That's number one. Also, a uh, federal judge, so that was a state court, a federal judge, Randall Hall, of the district court last night uh, dismissed the Georgia, the, the uh, Republican Party of Georgia's lawsuit. Uh, that was a big one, which they, they wanted to get rid of the drop boxes and get rid of the no signature match provisions in this consent decree. Uh, that was kicked out, the judge saying that they didn't have sufficient evidence and that uh, there was no reason for him to disenfranchise those voters for January 5th. So the courts continue to not do anything to even hear any of these cases in any viable way. Now, here's where we are right now, Dr. Jean, in this all-important runoff. Wait, John, I want to ask you numbers. one thing. I'll let you come back to that, but I want to ask you something. So, so, so on those that they haven't heard, because when I spoke to Jenna Ellis about this on this show this week, um, she said that a lot of times when they don't hear these, um, that they can revisit some of these cases as more evidence comes along. Are these cases included in the cases that they can rehear as more evidence comes down the pike? Well, it's possible that they can refile these, but you're running against the clock. I mean, the, the runoff is January 5th. That's really what the focus is now. And uh, so that is a hard date. Now, there is uh, one more suit that really has to get, uh, we're, we're hoping is going to get some play, and that's a noted lawyer in Atlanta, Lynn Wood, has filed an injunction in order to stop the January 5th runoff and have that put off until February 1st so all of this evidence can be heard 
and flushed out. Uh, that, that probably is the final chance that the Republican Party of Georgia has in, uh, in, in getting this thing straightened out. But if that gets dismissed, I mean, you're, you're now dealing with a couple-week window going into Christmas. Not a lot is going to happen. There is a group that has filed uh, in uh, 159 counties. They filed that all of these uh, drop boxes and all of the voters that, um, that uh, don't have a signature match are invalid. But based on what the, court is, what the state and federal court in Georgia has ruled so far, uh, the odds of that seeing the light of day are about zero. So this runoff is going to go forward, I believe, on January 5th. And uh, the, op the legal options for those that see the fraud here uh, and what is going on are really dwindling. So now, in order for one of these two senators to win and for the Republicans to keep control of the Senate, uh, they're going to have to get the vote out on January 5th. That's really the final option. Right. So here's where we are right, right now. It's kind of stunning. It's kind of stunning, Dr. Gina. Um, early voting started on Monday, so we have numbers through Thursday. One point million people have already voted in the runoffs through yesterday. That is actually on pace with the presidential election. Uh, Forty percent of those are mail-in ballots. Uh, Twenty-five thousand are new registered voters. The majority of those under 35 young voters most expect those are going to the Democrats. So I would say right now the Democrats have probably amassed a pretty substantial lead. And for one of these senators to win, it's going to have to come down to game day. So all the stops are being uh, pulled out. Kamala Harris is coming to S Suwannee, Georgia on Monday. She'll go to Suwannee and Columbus and uh, Senator Harris going there. Ivanka Trump is going to uh, the conservative areas of Milton, Georgia, and uh, the heavily Republican suburbs of North Fulton mm -hmm. on Monday. So the big wigs continue to come in, but it's... The only hope now that the Republicans have of keeping the Senate and not giving the Democrats full power, if indeed uh, Biden does get in inaugurated on January 20th, is they're going to have to have a massive game day turnout. And uh, the odds right. of that are about 50-50 based on everything I've heard. So th this is, these, these two races are going to be very, very close. All right, John, thank you so much for updating on all this. Uh, welcome home to Virginia. I think it's your first time home in about six weeks from Georgia. We appreciate six all weeks. the hard I, work uh, you've done for I, us. I, I, I left town after November 3rd, uh, yeah. and uh, I got home tonight. So I don't know well, how many weeks home. that is, but it's been a long time. Thanks, thank John. You. Thank you so much. Now, you won't believe the softball questions that are being tossed to Joe Biden. It's embarrassing folks and we're going to show you next right here on dr gina primetime stay where you are back in a moment delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs a gripping murder mystery starring academy award winner russell crowe now available on digital crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall uncovering secrets from his past he learns a chilling truth it's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Finally, someone in the media has asked Joe Biden 
about Hunter, although I'm surprised that it had to be a late-night talk show comedian who asked the question, but don't worry, it was a softball question. Watch. You know that the people who want to make hay in Washington are going to try to use your adult son as a cudgel against you. How do you feel about that, and what do you have to say to those people? Well, look, uh, I have, we have great confidence in our son. Uh, I am not concerned about any accusations been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play, but uh, look, it is what it is, and uh, he's a grown man. He looked a little confused on that answer. But anyway, here with us now, retired military intelligence officer, Lieutenant Stephen Rogers, and also with us, Real America's Voice contributor, Tom Borelli. Steve Rogers, let me start with you. I want you to tell me, is that answer from Joe Biden good enough for you? I feel like he's he's been trained to say, you know, he's my son and I believe in him and he's just going to repeat that over in like a hundred different ways and he's never going to get to any substance. And more importantly, no press is ever going to press him on this. Well, not only does Joe Biden have uh, confidence in his son, so does the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, there's yeah. enough evidence out there. There's enough material, enough information, enough intelligence that, that certainly uh, leads to a pathway where uh, Hunter Biden, probably with his dad's knowledge, was dealing with the Chinese Communist Party vis-a-vis -vis some of these so-called corporate executives. Keep in mind that uh, you're not a corporate executive in Beijing unless you are somewhat, some way involved with the Chinese Communist Party. And Dr. Borelli, I don't think we have ever seen a politician so beholden to our foreign enemies, but I'm sure it's going to all be okay, right? I mean, we're just going to sweep that under the rug like the rest of the media, and it doesn't really matter, and look the other direction, because it's all going to be okay if China just kind of owns us, right? Well, certainly that's what Joe Biden and Hunter Biden want, and I'll throw in Dr. Joe Biden, Biden in as well. They all want this to go away, but clearly there's not. All of a sudden we find out now there's a federal investigation. My question is, where were the federal agents a year ago when they first got Hunter Biden's laptop? I mean, this is truly disgusting that we now have a man who could be in the White House whose son or maybe even Joe Biden himself could be compromised by the Chinese. And the real irony here is, remember all the fake Russia collusion nonsense against President Trump, and, not, and there was really no evidence. Now look at the evidence here, and what does the media do? They buried it, and Biden last night made himself to look like he was the victim. The American people are the victim, not Joe Biden. And, and Doctor, you've been, in, you've been in media a long time. If you had a chance at the microphone with Joe Biden, what would you ask him? What's your, what's your question? Tom? No, I, I would certainly ask him, uh, are you the big guy? <laughs> That's what I would have asked. There's, there's a <laughs> lot of news, and there is actually a federal investigation. And did you ever meet Tony Bobolinsky, your, uh, your son's former business partner? Did you meet with him in that hotel? And was the whole agenda of that meeting, was that to uh, lure Mr. Bobolinsky in to lead the effort to uh, head the company with China as the partner? And where did the money go from China? We know Hunter Biden asked for $10 million. Did he get it? Where did it go? 
plenty of questions to be asked. And, and Steve Rogers, I can only imagine with your background in intelligence, the kinds of questions that you would ask him, but what is the most important question that isn't being asked? Well, certainly he has to be asked if he had any, any contact directly or indirectly with anyone that his son was in contact with uh, and has any connection to the Chinese Communist Party. Look, this is all zeroing in on Joe Biden, whether he likes it or not. Uh, look, we're all parents. Uh, we share a lot with our children. Our children share a lot with us. I cannot believe that Hunter Biden went off and talked to the uh, uh, executives involved with the Chinese Communist Party without saying, hey, Dad, guess who I'm talking with? So I, I would certainly ask him that question directly. Did you indirectly or directly have any communication with anyone related to the Chinese Communist Party? You know, and to be honest, Steve, we also have a problem with Democrat congressmen becoming special friends with Chinese spies, don't we? <laughs> well, here's something that uh, we've certainly shared around the country. Uh, look, at this hasn't happened overnight. The Chinese Communist Party, 10, 15 years ago, began to infiltrate our colleges. 300 universities have what they call Confucius uh, courses. Uh, we have uh, the Chinese Communist Party have actually set people up to run for office in school boards, in uh, city council. So they've been here for quite some time. But I'll tell you what's happening. We've got to do what Ronald Reagan did. He went after them when he was a, a, a young uh, executive with General Electric, and he didn't stop until he brought the Soviet Communist Party down. And we're going to have to do that now. The only problem we're facing now is that they have infiltrated into the Democrat Party. Uh, so they are now part of that party. And we better watch out as Republicans because communists don't stop. So we got to keep our eyes and ears open and be very vigilant. But I mean, Tom, they've not just Im infiltrated, uh, as Steve aptly mentions, uh, you know, the Democrat Party. They have infiltrated our media, our technology, our, you know, really up and down the uh, our politicians, as we know. I mean, this is all proven. It's all on record. There is evidence of such. So now what do we do? What is the answer to all of this? Well, Dr. Gina, the big problem we have is that we have big corporate media who's probably in bed with the communist Chinese as well, as well as Silicon Valley. Those are the huge power structures. Those are the power structures that really colluded against President Trump in this election. What's it going to take is going to be, you know, our news organization, Real America's Voice, and others really to do some investigative reporting and get it out to the people. Because as we know, the American people were really not aware of Hunter Biden's laptop. The Media Research Center did a poll after the election. They polled Democrats, and 45% of those Democrats who voted for Biden did not know about Hunter Biden's business deals. And 9% of those people said they wouldn't have voted for him. So information is key. We have to use technology that Silicon Valley has brought to us. We have to use that against them to really get the truth to the American people. And, and Steve, back to you. I, I, I know you're, with your background of intel, in intelligence, you must have some idea what a four-year Joe Biden slash Kamala Harris uh, presidency will do to our intelligence with regard to China. Um, I hate to ask you to lay that out because it's a scary process and I definitely want to end on a positive note, but how bad could it be and can we survive it? I will uh, agree with you, it's scary, but I'll end it on a positive note as well. 
uh, we will turn into a socialist country without any question under a Biden-Harris administration. It's as simple as that. It's a little detailed to get into that, but since I said I'd ended on a positive note, Tom just said something very profound. You know, years ago, Radio Free Europe and the organizations like that helped bring down the Soviet Communist Party. Well, your broadcast and others, people are going to come to, lean to, and learn about what's really going on. They're going to turn their back on the uh, media that we've been used to our entire lives and they're coming to you. So there's your positive note. There are people like you out there and organizations uh, that Tom belongs to and others that are going to keep this country safe and strong. So my hat's off to you. Well, thank you. And my hat's off to both of you gentlemen for joining us tonight in this Christmas season. Merry Christmas to both of you. And uh, we guarantee you, we will stand strong. And as you both pointed out, the investigative part of this is critical. That's why we stand firmly with our partners here at Just the News who are doing all of this investigation. Uh, more than 30 reporters on the ground all the time uh, checking on all of this day and night. And don't forget, you can go to justthenews.com or Real America's Voice and uh, check all of this stuff out all the time. Thank you both for being with us, Steve Rogers, Tom Borelli. Have a great evening. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Coming up, the fake news media calling for punishment for Trump supporters. We're going to show you what they're saying. You might be included in their target action there. And up next, we're going to tell you all about it. So you stay with us right here on Dr. Gina Primetime. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back. Dr. G to prime time. Now, just when you thought the president's list of promises... Uh, that were made and promises that were kept couldn't get any longer. Another bigly one was added to that list. President Trump promised on the campaign tra trail that a COVID vaccine would be rolled out by the end of the year. And today, Vice President Pence was given the vaccine on national television. And our friends over at Newsbusters kept track of all the naysayers in the mainstream media who said, this will never happen. Here you go. Watch this. And on a vaccine. We'd love to see if we could do it prior to the end of the year. But many scientists, including the president's ousted former top vaccine official, say that is overly optimistic. That's an ambitious timeline, and many health experts aren't so sure it's achievable. So many experts and doctors today immediately cast doubt on that. Experts say it, he'd be in need a miracle to be right. It would take, you know, over a year. Experts are warning that kind of timeline may be overly ambitious. Health experts pushing back. So many experts. Well, NBC News did a fact check on this today that a coronavirus vaccine, Trump says it could come out this year, this sort of, you know, happy talk that he's doing about a vaccine. You cannot talk yourself into a vaccine. The fastest a vaccine has ever been produced from start to finish is five years. Previous vaccines have taken years to develop. History actually holds a lot of different lessons um, for us about politicians rushing to science when it comes to vaccines. Will we get the best vaccine in this timetable uh, or will we just get a vaccine? This kind of promise is clearly political, but it's also remarkably dangerous. Some have even argued Okay, I've had all I can take. So if we say, well, they can't really. Done. Just done. I can't listen to them drone on anymore. And I'm sure they're all running out to correct these past statements, right? 
Yeah, not so much. Here with me now to discuss a former congressman and a former congresswoman, Dave Bratt and Dr. Nan Hayworth. Thank you to both of you to, for joining us tonight. Dr. Nan, first to you, do you think we will ever see any honesty from any of the folks in mainstream media? I mean, I, I guess I couldn't expect them to be big enough or have enough integrity to actually apologize, but just to actually give credit to the president rather than shifting over to Cuomo and giving him credit, credit for a vaccine he had nothing to do with, that would be a nice start. Uh, well, Dr. Gina, you are exactly right. And, um, you know, just today I, I commented on Twitter and I said, you know, the media, the mainstream media are and, and legacy media are state media now. And they are supinely and abjectly deferential to Democrats, and they are petty and vicious to Republicans. And it's just like the cliques in junior high, except that that's really an insult to adolescents. I mean, these people are on a mission, and it is to destroy, uh, Lord knows, it feels as though they're on a mission to destroy our constitutional republic, I mean, wittingly or unwittingly. Uh, but no, they will not give the president credit. They are waiting to uh, perhaps uh, somehow find a way to give Joe Biden credit, uh, you know, and it'll probably be along the lines of, well, you know, Joe Biden has given the nation confidence that it's okay to take this vaccine, you know, some, because he's calmed the waters, right? Uh, it, when in fact, of course, uh, you know, this was accomplished because of the deregulatory uh, drive and mindset of Donald Trump and his administration. It was an extraordinary effort for which yet another Nobel Prize, frankly, should go to Donald Trump uh, and the folks who worked on this for the magnificent science that they did pursue. Uh, but no, will, will justice be done in this sense? No, uh, but you know what? We will, keep, uh, we will keep telling the truth here on America's Voice and uh, everywhere we can. That's, uh, that's what life has given us to, uh, to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. Dean Bratt, you know, they they never give credit. They never think he's capable. They thought he wasn't capable of winning. Remember that? He wasn't even capable of winning uh, the Republican nomination. Then he wasn't capable of winning the race against the, you know, beautiful, wonderful, already anointed, heavenly angel Hillary. Um, then he wasn't capable of presiding without getting us into a war. Remember that? Then he wasn't capable. Yeah. I mean, you could go down the list. I could spend the rest of the show seeing the times they've under underestimated him um, and this is just one more time they've underestimated him and yet they've already anointed Joe Biden as has the entire media as far as I know John Fredericks pointed out today I believe we are the only news network new or old media that has not anointed Joe Biden as president-elect. We have not said those words on this show unless we were quoting the old media. Um, yep. And yet they continue to underestimate this president's tenacity and ability to do um, what no one else has ever done before. When are they going to give him credit for doing what no one else has ever done? No, not going to happen. It's a little intimidating being on with uh, Dr. Nan Hayworth and, and, and Dr. <laughs> Gina at the same time. And uh, first of all, I want to compliment the vice president on the good tone in his arm. That was pretty, pretty good. And good. so, uh, no, Doc, Nan had it just right. Uh, and, and she was being a hair kind. The, the left is after a corporatist state. 
That's why they like China. They want one firm in every industry. President Trump, of course, is a friend of small business and competition. And to have working markets uh, requires that you have a number of firms competing and a, and a bunch of consumers demanding. And so on the basics, uh, they want a, a few big uh, media companies to control the messaging. That's what they've been doing. Zuckerberg put in 500 million uh, to control the outcome of the election. Uh, Google biased their search uh, narratives, et cetera. Uh, and we've got the big six tech firms have uh, the market cap equal to the market capitalization of all the European markets put together to give you some sense of what's going on out there. All arrayed against President Trump, plus a totally corrupt FBI and a totally corrupt CIA and the intelligence agencies who put on the Russia show. And so, yeah, it's devastating. The American dream is in jeopardy, but uh, the American people appear to be rallying. The latest polling uh, looks promising, and uh, President Trump got it done with the usual style and flair and uh, did what no one thought was uh, conceivable. And he, he got it done ahead of time. And yeah, no, don't expect any praise whatsoever or any credit whatsoever. Uh, that's the last thing they want. They're unified in wanting to monopolize the world, uh, to monopolize government, every sector of the economy, uh, your kids' education, uh, no Christmas if they have their way. And it, it just goes, go read your marks and uh, it's all right there, right? No God, yeah. uh, no ideas, no human rights. Just trust us until we seize power. And that's the story. And certainly no critical thinking. Certainly no criticism no, no, ever. And no, no discussion right. and no civil discourse. Dr. Nan, the left has been calling for unity. Of course, that's because they think their candidate won the presidency, or at least they think they can just run over yeah. any scrutiny of that idea. But I don't know if they realize what the word unity actually means, because their version of unity sounds like they just want to destroy their political enemies. The Media Research Center has been keeping track of what the leftists in media actually mean by unity. And I want to share this with you. Watch. Let me tell you something about the 69 million people that voted for Donald Trump. These people have revealed themselves for the racist that they are, for the tribalist that they are. Of you course. think that's every Trump voter? They voted for this consciously knowing what Donald Trump stood for for the last four years. They know him. Yeah, you are being targeted, but not because you're victims because you're victimizing the rest of us. And I don't think that they should be forgotten. And I don't think that we should look the other way. I think we need to remember. People must remember and hold you to account. I do think mm -hmm. that people need to be held accountable. How much are we gonna just let pass by? You cannot come into this White House with the idea that these people aren't the enemy. They are. The hottest places in hell are reserved for those who at time of moral crisis remain neutral. Shame on them. They are going to lose way more than this election. We want the prison so filled with Trumps and Trump flunkies and Trump apologists and Trump enablers that we have to convert Trump buildings into new goddamned Trump prisons. We want enough of them in there that they can hold reunions and birthday parties. There, I need the blah. <laughs> Dean Brat, you know, he, he's left me speechless, and I can't even believe I just uh, had to play that. But, you know, I just want to make the case that these people are as uncivilized and as classless as they could possibly be. And, and, and I never thought I would let words like that play on my show, but it, it, it emphasizes an important 
point that we need to punctuate. They want Trump supporters to pay in dangerous yep. ways. What do you think they envision, Dave? Yeah, it, it, it's clear what they envision. They, they want a total power state. Uh, Marx, go read uh, The Closing of the American Mind. Uh, everyone out there, take a look at that. Alan Bloom back in 86, de devastating critique of higher education and what was coming our way uh, intellectually. And uh, the left has taken over. The old liberals are gone. The old liberals that wanted every uh, kid uh, to have a chance uh, at opportunity, now it's turned into total identity politics. Uh, that's all they refer to. The left no longer cares uh, about the working class, uh, wages flat for 40 years, the opportunity for young kids. Everything's reduced to identity politics uh, to grab power. The, uh, the common good in this country always used to be, uh, according to Bloom and our founders, a commitment to absolute truth. And that absolute truth uh, conveyed itself through natural law and rights, rights language that we all got along with, right? The liberals were fine with the rights language. The, the civil rights movement was built upon that language. Conservatives uh, loved that language. It unified the world. The post-World War II uh, environment has, has been a, a miracle, not only for us, but for the rest of the world and the, and the good we've spread throughout the world. Uh, they don't care. They want power. And the new power uh, groups are replacing the old civil rights groups. And uh, they, they are out for total domination and control. And their language shows they do not love humanity. They have a very cynical, Dave, cruel view of people. But, but Dave, you know, you make such a great point, And I want to throw it over to Dr. Nan for one last quick comment on this. Um, the left really hates people that don't agree with them. But I don't understand this, because we talked about civil discourse. Why can't they just try to convince conservatives that their side is right instead of trying yeah. to destroy the lives and the politicians that they disagree with? Why? Quickly, please. Uh, you know, I think, uh, unfortunately, uh, they don't understand the redeeming power of forgiveness. They yeah. manifest a pathological narcissism. They mm -hmm. are incapable of putting themselves uh, in the place of where we should be, which is uh, answering to uh, a higher power than ourselves. Uh, we, you know, we, we all have our uh, foibles and failings, uh, mm -hmm. but the purpose of forgiveness for those whom we have opposed or who have opposed us is that it liberates all of us to the Great extent point. that the left and the Democrats cannot manifest that generosity of spirit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are I think, never I think going to heal as a nation. Oh, man. I think that's a great place to leave it. Yeah, thank you both so much. I think this is the most titles we've ever had in a segment. We have Congressman <laughs> Dr. Nan Hayworth and Congressman Dean Dave Bratt. Thank you both for being with us tonight. Merry Christmas to both of you. Merry God Christmas. Bless. God Thank you. Coming up, we have a fake news alert from the New York Times. You won't believe the whopper they told this time. Stay right here because there's more Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you right after this. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Now hold on, because we have a fake news alert for you. The New York Times, or the failing New York Times, however you'd like to look at it, reported that Biden plans to pick Pete Buttigieg as, did I say that right? I never say his name right. As, did I say it wrong? As the first openly gay cabinet member in history. Problem is, though, President Trump has already done this when he appointed Rick Grinnell to be the director of national intelligence. Here to discuss someone who I rarely get to have in studio because he's usually running all over the country, chasing the big stories, Real America's Voice contributor, Ben Burkwam. It's so good to have you. Ben, um, is this an accident or the New York Times trying to rewrite history? Because uh, we all know that, you know, this is the thing. You know, conservatives don't, we don't do identity politics. You know, Rick Grinnell's a good friend of mine. I spent time with him when he was ambassador to Germany. I took my whole family to the embassy there in Germany. We spent time, uh, days in the residence uh, with, with him and Matt, his partner, and his dog Lola. I took my whole family. They were wonderfully warm and hospitable. Um, he doesn't, his identity is a lot bigger than his you know, his, uh, you know, his preference, you know, right. there. And he didn't want to be known as the first gay cabinet member. Um, but, you know, this is what the Democrats want to talk about. They don't want to talk about, you know, the important things like what that cabinet member is going to do and their qualifications for getting there, right? Right. right. Well, uh, bottom line, that's all Democrats have. If they don't have identity politics, they don't have anything else. You were uh, speaking about that in the last segment. Why, why do you think they're covering this up? Why don't they allow this, you know, the, the, the uh, arguments back and forth in the, the arena of ideas? And the bottom line is because they lose when that happens. And yeah. so you have to. You have to make it, you know, all about uh, a first gay person, first uh, black person, first, uh, you know, Hispanic. All, all of this, that's what the left has. And that's, they've run on that for so many years. They, I think they think it still works. The problem is... It does still work for a small segment of the population, but I think so many people are waking up to it. Like you said, as uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said, it's what—it's the content of character, not the color of your skin Thank or you. what's between your legs. That should matter. Yeah, exactly. Or what you do in your private right. time. What, whatever happened to the days... I don't know if you are old enough to remember this, but I certainly am. We had an argument about who's older, but I am absolutely certain I'm far older I, than you. Definitely me. Uh, but, but, but I remember the days when they used to say, keep your politics out of our bedroom. Right, whatever happened right, to that? How right. How about you still keep your politics right. out of our bedroom, uh, Democrats? Anyway, um, Ben, there's a new poll from... From just the news and Scott Rasmussen found that 43% of those surveyed said that Democrats will try to impose socialist policies on the nation if they secure a majority of seats in the Senate following special elections in Georgia next month. Just 31% of voters been felt otherwise, what 25% were unsure. Um, that's definitely something to worry about. You know, I mean, socialism really is insidiously happening, and the Democrats are trying to deny that it's actually the socialism that we know to have destroyed numerous civilizations over the course of history. Yes, uh, it's killed 100 million people in 100 years, and if we continue to wait, hear this. Wait, slow down. Let's, let's let our audience hear that. Socialism killed, has killed 100 million people in the last 100 years. Those are huge numbers. It is. That, it, that it, is it's sobering. the most deadly political ideology ever to be foisted upon mankind. And Maybe instead of talking about COVID every single night, right. the alphabet soup news media should be talking about 
socialism. Yes. No, that, if, if they were honest, uh, we would say we will never, ever allow socialist, uh, a socialist country in the world again. That's why uh, we fought so hard against it in the Cold War. That's why Ronald Reagan fought so hard against it. That's why even Democrats were anti-communism up until about the last 10 years ago. And now there's this mentality, you mentioned it, where it's, oh, we just haven't done it right. And the problem is, no, you've done it exactly right, exactly the way it's always going to be. This is the inevitable outcome because you ultimately give all power to a, a, a one place, uh, whether that's the Politburo or a dictator. And all, when you do that, you end up taking away liberties and you end up dehumanizing people. You take God out of the society and you put government in that place. And when you do that, we are fallen man. And you, that's where death ends up being inevitable. And so the, the scary thing is, we are teaching the next generation that this is a good thing, that capitalism is bad, that capitalism, that uh, self-interest is bad, and, and we're lying to them and saying that socialism is the way to go, and ultimately what that means is more death in America and around the world if it ends up happening. Well, they've done nothing different trying to institute communism in our country now, Ben. They've done nothing different. They, they've taken God out of our culture. I mean, the Democrats voice voted God right out of their right. own platform, right. right? And then they've tried to take away Christmas. They've tried to institute all of these holidays that don't actually exist. Um, and, and, then, and then look at Alinsky's tactics have been used beautifully and perf perfectly if you're a communist. Um, there's nothing they've tried that's different. There's no difference at all in the way they've tried to implement it's straight out of Lenin's playbook. Right. Well, and it goes back to everything else. They are professional projectionists. They call you racist. Yes, they, they call are. you sexist. They call you bigots. They say we haven't done this right. They know they've done it right. They just know that they have to lie in order to continue to push it. If they were honest, they would lose. The only way Democrats win is if they cheat or if they lie. Because in the arena of ideas, liberalism, leftism fails, conservatism, free markets succeed. And that's why people are waking up. That's why the event, uh, the Student Action Summit, that's why Turning Point, all these things that we see going on, young people are waking up to this because we finally have this next generation. We are the counterculture. Conservatism is the counterculture. It's the ultimate rebellion. It is. It is it because really is. we're going back towards freedom and taking away the power of the despots. And that's what, that's the battle that we're in right now. The battle for my future, my children's future and their children's future is freedom versus tyranny. And it's the same battle that we always have to face. Absolutely. Ben Burkwam, thank you so much. Um, oh, I, I actually, you know, I want to bring that back to one final point before I let you go. And that is that um, when you bring it full circle, they have nothing. They have no points. So they do the identity politics um, because they don't have ideas. If they did have ideas, it's back to what I discussed right. with Dave Bratt and with Nan right. Hayworth. They would talk about those That's ideas right. instead of whether someone is gay or whether someone is black or whether someone is Hispanic. But they don't want to talk about their ideas because they don't have any and they can't convince the American public. And that's also why they won't debate us in civil discourse. Um, ben, I'm so glad you're here Thank because you. it is time for our meme of the day. And this is actually one of my favorite parts of the show. We have some Tony Stark-looking character from, uh, he's thanking God that he is safe from the China virus. And it says, when you lose your job, you lose your house, you lose your rights, your freedoms, and your civil liberties. Um, but it's okay because they saved you from a virus that has a survival rate of over 99.6%. Um, ben, aren't you so glad that you traded your rights for your safety? I think there's a big warning out there about there is. that you from deserve our neither. You deserve neither either if you exchange liberty for the sake of security. And really, this is, you, uh, I think it was Jessica who had the quote, or maybe it was Carrie, that the statistics, if you're under 50, 
you have the same chance of dying from choking on your food. And I'm not about to start pureeing my steaks. This is out of control. It they is might completely... start requiring they restaurants might... to put puree your food because because why wouldn't they? Based on uh, the science, Ben, yes. they should require, they should. based on the science, they should. if they're going to require us to do all of these other crazy things like wear dirty uh, masks on our face and like uh, separate from our family at holidays, if they were going by those same standards, right. uh, if they're going to mandate that, then they should require restaurants to puree our food. I mean, that's really where it, we are. It, it's just as consistent. I mean, that's the. If you want to be consistent, that's what. Uh, same with uh, electric, electric, or uh, being electrocuted. That, it's about the same statistics. If you're under 50, uh, you have about the same chance of dying from electrocution. So, yeah. I mean, we just have to shut down all the power plants, stop yes. uh, sending power out. So, you know, to shut off all the lights to everybody's homes because we be don't pioneers. want. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's really what they want. I, it's insane. It's completely insane. We're destroying our country, uh, and 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 no credit goes to President Trump for this vaccine that they've come out. I mean, it's the whole thing. It's hypocrisy on top of hypocrisy. Absolutely. All right, Ben Burkwam, thank you so much for thank joining you. me tonight. And thank you everyone here at your new home for real news, the uncensored and undaunted RAV, Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B, up next with Damon and the crew. Don't forget how your children love your God. Go boldly now and live the truth. Good night, everybody. Hey.